Okie dokie. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I'm very excited to uh, be with those of you who are here, uh, whether you're in person in the sanctuary or through our drive up, as well as those who will be listening to this later on via our call-in number or our podcast. Um, we have a couple quick announcements for you. The first one I'm going to throw out there, um, some of you may or may not have noticed that next Sunday, 31st, is Halloween. And Halloween's a big deal in my family, mostly because it's a big deal for my wife. It was always one of her favorite holidays. And I tend to be kind of silly and childlike, as many of you have noticed. So I think not only should we uh, invite our kids to wear costumes, but any of the adults who want to wear costumes, um, I will wear my costume. Um, it is not a giant Lego person, which would have been perfect, uh, but I do have a costume. So um, if you don't want to wear one, that's totally fine too, but I think it's a chance to have a little fun right now um, and to also recognize that Halloween is not a an opportunity for people to like worship Satan. The the history on Halloween is much much different, um, and it's an opportunity really to honor those who have uh, passed away. So um, let's have some fun next Sunday. And again, you don't don't feel like you have to wear something, but if you want to, feel free to do so. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Miss Linda has an announcement. Good morning, everybody. Um, uh, as you know, uh, last Thursday we had our harvest dinner, and uh, we sold a total of 289 dinners. Woo! So Sheila, who is um, out of town right now, and I would like to take an opportunity to thank, yes. first of all, David Spencer, yes. who is in here. She's probably laying on the couch with his feet up, <laughs> but he's, um, he puts a lot of work into it. He's a working a young family man, and we appreciate everything he does. I also like to thank the trustees who put together the parking lot setup and running the crowd of cars through. Um, also, I don't know if you know, but uh, Marvin from the Clinton Inn, uh, he offered to pay for some dinners for our unfortunate in the community, so he paid for 10 dinners. Uh, we also had two Cub Scouts helping us in the serving line, which helped them um, go towards the requirement of a badge. So needless to say, we'd like to thank those that prepped, cooked, cleaned, served, cashiers, runners, and meal deliverers to our shut-ins. Um, so please, that's what makes our dinners very successful. So thank you. Also, I have one more announcement is we are turning around and doing a craft show. So I have craft uh, show yard signs available to pick up at the entrance of the church. Please sign them out. And Jody has a sign-in sheet for those that would like to help and also to sign up for cookies. And thank you very much for everybody's help. I also want to thank... Uh Diane's son, Diana's son, Scott, oh. who, who drove me as we delivered meals. Um, I will say, Sandy, though, I was looking forward to a police escort 
when originally you were going to be driving. So um, maybe next year we can arrange something. But Scott did a great job. He drove very safe. Um, and it was a, a nice opportunity to get to chat with him and uh, chat with some of uh, those folks. So thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> there are four gallons of milk, Phyllis says, in the refrigerator, free to anyone. And there are also still some things on the table in the gym. Please help yourself. Um, we know Christmas passed. We are still collecting gently used holiday items for the craft show Christmas past room. Um, I think everything else is in your um, bulletin. So please look out for that. Please stand for our first hymn. Number 465. join us in the call to worship. The God of our ancestors calls us to worship. Praise, Praise the, the Lord. Lord. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Let us, Let us worship God. God. Please join me in our opening prayer. God of mystery and might, whose wonderful works are to be remembered, move in our lives, change our minds, soften our hearts, Direct our feet, that we may follow you more faithfully. Yes, Lord, we seek to follow Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. And join us in the affirmation of faith. We believe in one God, master builder of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was assembled in the womb of the Virgin Mary, by the Holy Spirit. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. The third day he rose from the dead, complete in his construction, ascended into heaven, and sits at God's right hand. He will return again to judge those living and those who have died. We believe in the Holy Spirit, 
the universal church of believers across this creation, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our second hymn, number 581, Lord, whose love through humble service. seated. And I invite you to join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Holy Spirit, who spoke to Moses from the burning bush, speak to us now in the reading and proclaiming of your word. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is Exodus 3, 1 through 15 in the NRSV. 
Moses at the burning bush. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Then he said, come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings. And I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, and the Amorites, the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppress them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that it is I who sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt. You shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, I have sent me to you. God has also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my title for all generations. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks Thanks be to God. Jesus Christ overcame evil with good so that all people might be saved from sin. Let us then confess our need for grace, confident of God's forgiveness. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer of confession. God of mercy, we confess that, like the disciples, we set our minds not on divine things, but on human things. Doubting your loving care, we grab for more than we need. Doubting your loving purposes, we shrink from living as your followers. Doubting your loving plan, we become stumbling blocks in your creation. Forgive us that we may gain new life in you. For it is in Jesus' forgiving name we pray. Amen. 
Please take a few moments for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of God, Jesus took up his cross for our salvation. In return for our old life of sin, he promises a new life of grace. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Amen. The Apostle Paul encourages us, do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. In loving service to this loving Lord, we now return to God a portion of the bounty that God has provided. join me in our doxology. And please rise as you are able. Holy God of holy ground, like Moses, we question our fitness to serve heaven's purposes on earth. Overcome our qualms with the assurance of your presence. Bless these offerings that through them we may do your will. 
In the name of the triune one, amen. You may be seated. It is now time for our youth moment. So I'd like to invite our youth and children to come hang out and grab a seat. And I'm inviting a special guest to come up as well to tell us about something very special and important. You guys know who that is? Kind of, yeah. That's Miss Jan. We've got a, a handy person. You know what I'm doing here? It's something I love, and many of you feel the same. This is um, a, the start of the Samaritan's Purse Christmas uh, boxes for children who most of whom do not have anything. These boxes go to places that I will never be able to go, where I will never be able to help. And these places are areas where there's no help, there's no safety net, when families and children and adults need medical, need water, need just the basics of living, food. This, this program was started by a guy named uh, Franklin Graham, and some of you know Billy Graham. He was, he's a premier evangelist, American Protestant evangelist. And he still, when, you, when I hear his voice, it just, I just can't get enough of him. He got into, I believe, 39 countries to uh, spread the name of Jesus. Uh, one of the facts about this is Franklin was with him when he, I think he went to Sudan, and Franklin Graham, as a young man, was, was uh, very touched by the crushing poverty that he saw there. And his program is different than his dad's. And it, 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 there's a lot of parts to it. This, we send boxes like this. They used to, I used to just use shoe boxes which is fine, but I, I started getting these because I think they're, they show the, uh, the symbol of the Samaritan's Purse, and uh, we were given these, so you can have one of these boxes too. Don't forget a lid. And the key to it is getting, be sure you get this, because it tells you what you can put in the box. Now, I've got some things, and I'll have these kids show you some of these things. But on the back, there are labels. So when you fill your box, you're going you're to take tape and just put boy or girl in the age uh, area where, where you're sending this box. And Randy, in a minute, he can tell you about, I don't really follow my box, but you, you can uh, get online and, and, and follow your box. In here, it's got information of what to send. You can also get online, but, um, or gosh, call me, I'm, I'm available, about the things to put in. I'm going to show you some things first. 
simple, simple things. First of all, let's see. Uh, Would you hold that for me? Yeah. You know what that is? A soccer ball. That's right. That's right. All right. What about this and this? You know what this is? Yep. Or a coloring book. And, and you know what these are? Yep. Would you hold those? Okay. Um, there's three things that they ask to go in every box. And number one is a toothbrush. Number And I brought them just to show Rancy. Toothbrush. Now, I buy them five for a dollar. You can get little ones or big ones because I do multiple boxes. And if I've left over, uh, I bring them over here. But um, the, the first toothbrush, then there's a, a washcloth and a bar of soap. Now, these young people are going to be thrilled to get those. Now, I used to put toothbrushes in my kids' stockings, but I can tell you that was not the joy of, of Christmas. My mom still does, so. Oh my. my hat's off to her. And an orange. And an orange, yes. So there's three things we want in every box. No toothpaste. I have a hunch, but I'm not sure why we used to send toothpaste. I think they were eating it. So I, I, they tell us, don't send toothpaste. Don't send candy. I used to send um, Tootsie Roll Pops. Don't send candy. Um, now, there's, here, Randy's going to show you some things. The, I've always buy, take some, I always do a couple of boys. I bet you do. Hot Wheels, do you Hot Wheels, right? And they're a dollar. Um, did, you, did you hear that? You just said that. I just remembered. They didn't hear you. I have a box of Hot Wheels in my basement that my daughter had collected. And it's down there with many others of her things, but I will bring that box. There are probably 100 at least in there. I just thought about it when you mentioned that. I'll bring it, and it'll be out. And they look, because they, they, they really, oh, wow, perfect. They really don't want used things. Now, we have a couple things that, have, that they gathered for me from the rummage sale, and they look like new, small, little um, stuffed animals. Now, what they say to do is get a wow gift. And uh, pull a rabbit out of my hat here. This is a wow gift. And it's crunchy, so it can you know, be pushed and it won't get damaged. What? Yeah, feel it. It's really, really fun. All right, the, uh, would you stand up and show us this? Let's set him right there. Stand up, and stand up. Hold it up above your head. There you go. That is a soccer ball, and I, I got these, thank you, for, for like $4.99. Now, I don't find them this year for $4.99. But with a soccer ball, you have to take the air out of it, and then you send this. And these were like $2, this pump. Show it, show it, Randy. It's a little pump, and you can pull the air out of it and send that with them so they can inflate it because it's no good if you can't get the air back into it. Right? Here you go. The ball is super soft. Yep. It is a little bit soft because I, I think I got it last 
Can we still last send year? flashlights? Because sometimes we get little flashlights and you get the batteries too. Oh yeah, I sent flashlights, I sent solar calculators. Now would you stand up and show us what you've got over here? One thing I always send to the little ones, and some are a little older, I send a coloring book. Because c coloring is fun, even for adults. Now put that, put that uh, the other one up. Hold the other one up. This one, yeah. Hold it right up. There you go. There you go. And the watercolors, and you can get double, like a double package, but I think these are dollar ninety-nine seven cents. Thank you. And I always think to myself, maybe there's a budding artist out there. And the same thing with crayon. And this soccer ball is really the premier gift for the older kids. Sometimes I send it to a girl, mostly to the boys. That's, that's what mo most requested. They do charge for postage, and the postage went up. But I tell you, $9, I think, is a lot. But I sent an MRI from um, Clinton, which I got from the hospital, to Detroit, and it cost me $7. But I wanted to know it got there, so I, I you know, it probably was a little bit more than just plain postage. $9, and you can put a check in, you can put cash in, and put it right in your box. There's a form on this little pamphlet that you can fill out. If you don't want to fill it out, you don't have to fill it out. You do not put a check to this church. There's something new. You never hear that in a church. Do not send, send that check to this church. You want to send it to Samaritan's Purse. And then you take, this comes off, and you can fill in your information, and you will get a report back about these boxes. Um, Randy, tell them, I don't know really how to do it online. Yeah, so. if you pay on, you can go to the website, and you can pay your postage online, too. And that way, if you get an email, it'll track your box. That's what we do, and it's really cool because the last couple of years, you know, it might go to Sudan, it might go to, you know, somewhere um, in terms of an African country or South America. So it's really cool to be able to see where your box ends up. So if you sign up online and pay your postage online, that way it's all taken care of and you don't have to worry about putting a check or anything in your box. Um, this is the way the boxes are, and you come, and they're out. We have 50 of these, and we have probably about 10 of these others. And I think we can fill them all. I mean, I know we're small today. This morning, I'm sorry to take up so much time. Oh, I, I do get a little overwhelmed yeah, with it. Good. I do like to get the information out because people, November 21st, which is a Sunday, is the last Sunday. Now they're gonna collect all that week. And they have collection churches. I will take all the boxes and take them to the collection church. And it says it's through that next Sunday. If I find out that I can deliver them on the Sunday after the, be the 28th of November, I will take them right that Sunday. But if you can get them here, we've got four Sundays as it stands, and I won't take them to the middle of that week. November 21st is a Sunday. I will take them during that week. People can bring them to the church. They can call me. I will collect them at their home. Um, just let me know it's there, and you know we'll figure out where you live and pick them up. But because uh, it's easy to walk out of the house, I used to live next to next door to the church, and I'd have things in my front door, and I would walk right by them to take them over to church for Sunday school or whatever. But yeah, I would. It's the truth. Would you stand up and show that little thing? That I mean, it's a teeny weeny little stuffed animal, but it's soft, it's comforting, 
seen him throw one in a shower. I, I, uh, I do Play-Doh, and I won't send this whole thing. I'll send one. What? Yep, this one, one of these. I know. Wait. Terrible, huh? Ask my kids. <laughs> these things are so far. Two. You don't want to give these to the little ones, but I do like marbles. Marbles, marbles. are yeah. quite super big. And, and they feel fun in your hand. Yeah. For bigger kids, yep. We've done that. Yep. Yep. Dollar General. Dollar General. Dollar General. And the Dollar Tree. Yeah, Dollar Tree, yep. except um, I put this rubber band on my, here. This is a little spiral art. I think that was a dollar, oh, maybe two. I know where you can get those. Good job, thank you. You do? Thank you yeah, for your help. Yeah, right, at the YMCA. They have them? Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know that, really. I love the YMCA. There's a bunch of socks, they're brand new. Now, I don't know how big these look, but even a girl, socks are comforting. So they're, they're, they're not mine. They were uh, donated from, and they're brand new. Take, take a pair for your box if you want. Take two pairs. What? Sure. They fit you. No. Too big? Yeah. Too growing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Too growing. Yeah. You can send chalk. I always send crayons. You can get these. Now, I think my daughter frowns on this. She always gets the other kind. You can get these for or, you know, Sometimes I find these little tiny ones of Play-Doh. You can send those along, but I don't send those big cookie cutters for something like this. Take your box right into Dollar General. They don't mind. They know, and that's what we do. We take our box right into Dollar General. We just start filling it. I used to get a, I used to get a flutophone, I called it, but I think it's a recorder. It's a plastic instrument, long about like this, and you can fit it in the box crossways. You can figure if you find them there. But I always think maybe there's a musician in the group. I don't know. All right, um, let's see what. Yeah, all set? My kids get one of those for school. If I have to suffer, those are That's right. Those recorders do come home. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, they, I think uh, Randy and No, it's, it's, it's just a great project. It really is. It's a great Jacob thing. Oh, Jacob and Lily go with me. We, we, we've done it for years, so. And I know many of you have done the same, so we appreciate it. Well, I took Jacob and Lily when they were quite a bit smaller, and what they wanted was to buy stuff for themselves. So I thought, well, maybe we won't do this next year. <laughs> okay, good job, good job. Thank you guys so much. And if you have any questions, by all means, call Jan. All right, so real quick, we have two new words this week. Remember when we were making the, our crosses with our building blocks? Okay, so the first word is a long word. It's salvation. Do you guys know what that means? I'm, you probably did. Can you think of a shorter word that sounds kind of like that? The, the save, do you know the word save? Okay, so you might... Okay. Um, save your money. 
save your money, yeah. Um, you might save uh, part of a meal if you, if you weren't hungry enough to finish the whole thing. You might save it uh, for later. Um, salvation, though, is what we get because of Jesus. Jesus died to save us and give us salvation, and um, it means kind of the same thing. The, the difference is salvation, it's, it's not like saving your money or, or saving a cookie or something. Salvation is the sacrifice that Jesus made for us so that we wouldn't have to endure some bad things and we'd get to go to heaven when God calls us home. Why do you think Jesus did that for us? Why do you think Jesus did that? What do you, why do you think? Um, right, but why do you think he, he wanted to save us? What do you think? Why do your parents or grandparents make sure you're buckled in the car? before they go drive on, on the road. Why? Keep you safe. So, but why do they want you to be safe? What do you think? Why do you, why do you think parents or grandparents want you to be safe? Because they love you, right? And that is our other word, is love. Jesus loved us all so much. He was willing to do some really hard things so that we could be saved. I think that's pretty cool, don't you? And Jesus, one of the things he had to deal with is sometimes there were people who would try and trick him or, or try and make him mess up when he was teaching and they never got the best of him because Jesus is Jesus but they asked him one time what's the greatest commandment he said love your God and love your neighbor who's our neighbor who's your neighbor Okay. Who are your neighbors? Mr. Green? He lives on one side of you? Are those the only neighbors we have, the people who live next door to us? Who else is our neighbor? Who do you think? People across the street? What about... Well... Back when Jesus was alive, when you talked about your neighbor, that was pretty much anybody who wasn't a part of your family. So everybody is our neighbor. Jesus wants us to love everyone. So everybody in here and everybody who lives that way and that way and that way and that way, everybody. Do you guys think you can do that? That's a lot of people to love. 
right? God wants us to love everybody, even the people who maybe aren't always nice to us or hurt our feelings. God wants us to love everybody, and it can be hard, even for the adults. Um, it sometimes can be harder for some adults, but it's what God wants us to do. So can you guys try and do that this week? Can you just try and love everybody? Can you try that? Okay. Um, like I said, it can be hard sometimes, but we got to do our best and know that Jesus is with you and Jesus loves you too, okay? There's nothing you can ever do to change that. Jesus will always love you, okay? Does that sound good? I know it makes me feel better. All right, we got to do the Lord's Prayer. So do you think we can just go straight through it without stopping and repeating, just go straight through it? You think we can? You want to give it a shot? All right. We're going to see if the adults can, can do it with us. Ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You guys are rock stars. You did a great job. I am really proud of you. Okay, we've got our suckers, and then you guys have some Sunday school. Um, I think, oh, there's one of our Sunday school people. See, I thought they all disappeared on us. Go have fun, go learn stuff. <coughs> okay, um, in our prayers this morning, we have couple updates and additions. Um, we are asking for prayers for Bill Marshall. Um, he has fluid around his heart, um, and it looks like tomorrow they're going to decide what they want to do about that. Um, also, prayers for Linda Miller. Um, she had a heart attack um, and had stints put in, um, but there's also now fluid on her lungs. Um, so please keep her uh, and her family in your prayers as they figure out how to work with that. Um, continued prayers for Fred. Um, Wilda is now home. Um, I got to see her and Paul when I uh, dropped off dinner. Um, she is looking much, much better um, and is very happy to be home. And I know Paul is very happy to have her home. Um, but she still uh, needs some healing um, continued prayers for Jerry, uh, who's battling bone cancer, uh, for Ramona, who is, um, has, is she either had surgery or will be having surgery? She had surgery. Okay, so healing prayers for her to heal up from that. Continued prayers for the family of Z Warner, who has been missing for a very long time now. Uh, continued healing prayers for Jan with her back. Um, continued healing prayers for Nick, uh, that's Martha's grandson. 
Um, he had the first surgery on his ACL. He will have a second surgery later on. Um, we continue to hold in prayer all of the family and friends who uh, were impacted by the automobile accident back in September uh, that took the lives of two students. Um, we continued continued prayer for Rosemary as she's healing from her her knee replacement. She's there in the back. I brought her dinner as well, um, but she still needs to heal up and listen to her doctors. Um, um, in here we have listed Robbie, one of Sheila's friends. Um, unfortunately, uh, Robbie passed away. Um, so prayers for her and her family um, and Sheila as well. I know it's hit them very hard. Um, and then uh, Martha's sister, uh, Choice, who we've been praying for, um, has taken a turn for the worst. Um, they've removed a lot of the things connected to her, and um, from what Martha's told me, I'm, I'm not expecting her to, to be with us much longer, um, her sister, not Martha. Um, so please keep Martha and her family in your prayers. Um, I know Martha was really enjoying the time that they had had together recently, and, um, and so I know this one hurts. Um, so please keep all of those people uh, in your prayers. If you would join me now in an attitude of prayer. We will be having uh, several petitions after which I will leave um, a few moments of silence for you to consider people, places, things that you might want to pray for in regards to that petition. Listening God, you hear the prayers of us just as you heard the prayers of the Israelites. We ask especially now that you would hear these prayers both spoken and those kept in our hearts. For peace, where there is conflict. For food, where there is hunger. for hope where there is despair. For health where there is sickness. For faith where there is fear. for life where there is death. We pray in the name of Jesus who conquers all that would defeat us and gives us new life. 
Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning is Hebrews 10, 19 through 25 in the NRSV. A call to persevere. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way they opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Our next hymn is God, Whose Love is Reigning Over Us, number 100. And please rise as you are able.
You may be seated. Our third scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. This section is titled, Marks of the True Christian. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. If you would please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, you call us to be connectors in this life to those who have not yet come to know your love and grace. You have charged us to share the good news, but not just through our words. As a reflection of you, we can share the good news through the things that we do, how we treat others, how we live our lives, and through our relationship with you. We ask that you would strengthen us as these connectors for others, that they may come to know your love the way that we do today. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We are continuing this morning in our October sermon series, The Gospel According to Lego where we've been looking at our faith through the lens and perspective of one of the most popular children's toys that has inspired generations of people to new heights of creativity. Lego building blocks have been enjoyed by and enriched the minds of countless people of all ages, races, genders, and abilities. Now last week we talked about how every piece has its place. We talked about how every single person has a place and purpose within the church, and that sometimes that place and purpose may change with the different seasons of our lives as well as the different seasons in the life of the church. We also focused on how sometimes it may take the observations of another person to help us identify just where that place is for us, what purpose that God may have waiting for us to grasp onto. So this morning, staying in the theme of looking at faith through, those, through that lens of the Lego toys, we're going to be focusing on the idea of being a connector. 
1958, the current Lego stud and tube coupling system was patented. Now, that system added so much stability and functionality that it has withstood over 60 years. And if you're not exactly familiar with what I'm talking about, the top of a Lego brick typically has what they call studs, the little bumps. When Legos were originally designed, that was it. On the inside, there was nothing. It was empty. But in 1958, they added a tube that helps to add additional connectivity between those studs, so it adds more uh, stability and functionality. So what's also kind of cool is the original bricks will still work with the newer ones. 1958, I don't know if I call that really newer, but newer still. Now in our third scripture reading this morning, we, we heard a section of the Apostle Paul's epistle to the Romans, or rather the churches in Rome, and Paul's epistle was meant to explain to the people that salvation is offered through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not only the longest of the Pauline epistles, it's also considered by most biblical scholars and theologians to be Paul's most important theological legacy. In this section of text, Paul is giving many instructions to his readers including to show real love and not some kind of pretend love, to hate evil and to hold on to what is good, to love each other as members of your own family. Paul tells his readers to be enthusiastic, to be on fire in the spirit as they serve God. He tells them to be happy in their hope, to stand their ground when they are in trouble and devote themselves in prayer. Paul goes on to instruct the people about contributing to the needs of God's people, how to treat strangers, how to treat the people who harass you, how we should consider everyone as equal and not think that we're better than anyone else. He even talks to his readers and still us today about revenge and how it's not something we should be seeking we should not be trying to hurt the people who have hurt us. And Paul ends this whole section with the words, do not be defeated by evil, but defeat evil with good. Those are some powerful words. A long list of instructions, including some that may have been and still may seem impossible and then a very powerful ending. Now it's important to remember that these are not the Ten Commandments handed down to the leader of Israel from atop the great mountain. However, I would argue that these 22 or so instructions may be almost as important to our faith. The Ten Commandments were rules for the people to follow as part of the covenant with God to be God's people and to live as God had wanted for humanity. The Ten Commandments were the groundwork for what was to come later on. But these 22 instructions from Paul, well, they served a slightly different purpose. At the time of Paul's writing, the people of Israel had been following their laws for a very long time. 
But these were not the laws that Paul gave them. Instead, these were almost something of a how-to manual for the early Christians. These were things that Paul wanted the early church to do and to follow because it was important for them to establish themselves as God's people, to live lives that reflected the teachings of Jesus. They needed to show the world that they were different because of their faith, because of the God they believed in and worshipped. And not doing that to show that they were somehow better than others or above others. Paul already told them, don't do that. In verse 16, consider everyone is equal and don't think that you're better than anyone else. Now, instead, the intention was to show people that there was another way, the way of Jesus Christ, the way of salvation, the way of love. By living their lives, as Paul instructs them here, the people would be beacons of God's love and grace to the world for all to bear witness to. Now, if we look at our second reading this morning from the epistle of Hebrews, we find something in a similar vein. Now, really quick, before we jump into that, I do want to point out something about the book of Hebrews. So originally, the epistle to the Hebrews was included in the collected writings of the Apostle Paul. In fact, if you were to go back to the late 2nd century, early 3rd century codex, you would find a volume of Paul's general epistles, including Hebrews, coming immediately after the book of Romans. However, after a long period of debate and research, the evidence against Paul as the author of this epistle is considered too solid for scholarly dispute. In truth, we don't really know who the real author was. Now, there are some scholars who believe that the book of Hebrews was a deliberate forgery that was done with the intention to be passed off as a work of Paul. Now, that's not meant necessarily in a negative way. It wasn't in a way to uh, confuse people or take them in the wrong direction. There are situations where followers of some of the apostles, like Paul, would write things later on in their name because it fit with how they had been taught. There are still a few theologians, though, who believe that Paul wrote the epistle to the Hebrews, like R.C. Sproul. Um, they tend to be in the minority. In the end, it's not going to make or break a whole lot here. What matters is what we find there and how it connects with other things we find in Scripture. When we look at that, as Diana mentioned, that there's a header, a call to persevere. And the author says that since we have the confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he has opened for us through that curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The author continues with the assertion to let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. 
And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. I think it's not too hard to see how at one point in time, many people would have believed that Paul was the author of this letter. It fits in with many of his teachings, his his theological offerings, especially when we look at the book of Romans. I want you to think of what our world would be like today if we all followed all of these instructions that Paul has laid out. And I don't mean like follow them like paying lip service, but really follow them and were really sincere and passionate about them. And that is not to say that I don't believe that people do. I'm talking about if the entire world would embrace this. What would our world look like if people showed real love to others, never pretending? What would our world look like if we all loved each other like members of our own families? including the poor and homeless, the broken and the lost, the oppressed and the downtrodden, the abused and the fallen? What would this world look like if everyone showed honor to one another, if no one hesitated to be enthusiastic and we were all on fire in the spirit as we serve the Lord? If everyone was happy in their hope, if everyone devoted themselves to prayer, if everyone contributed to the needs of God's people and not just did it half-hearted, what if everyone really, and I mean really, embraced that idea of contributing to the needs of everyone else? Can you imagine a world where everyone would consider everyone else as equal to themselves and not think that they were better than anyone else? A world where everyone would associate with people who had no status. A world where no one was paying back anyone else for evil actions that had been done to them with their own evil actions. And instead, everyone would show respect for what everyone else believes is good. A world where collectively we are not defeated by evil, but rather we fight against and defeat evil with good. When I think of what that world might look like, I have to admit that I struggle And I have a pretty powerful imagination. But I struggle because that idea of our world, it just is so foreign at times. Especially what seems like the last couple years. All you have to do is turn on the local evening news, go to a news website, look on social media. We live in a world where sin and evil seem to run rampant and out of control and at times even seems encouraged. 
rumor, deceit, hatred, oppression, these are the tools and weapons of evil. The same evil that Paul is calling us to defeat with good. So where are our weapons? Where are our tools in this fight? It's pretty heavy. And I don't think that's what God is intending. As I worked through this and thought about this, I think for starters... When we're looking for what our tools and weapons are, we have those 22 instructions from Paul. We also have God's love and grace, two of the most powerful things in existence. We have the forgiveness that was secured for us by the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, I can't speak for everyone, but I would say those are some pretty powerful tools. And then where, where does this fight against evil begin? Where is the battlefield that we are being called to? Just look around you. You are in that battlefield every day, every moment. I don't mean the sanctuary, I'm everywhere. Both Paul in in these instructions and Jesus throughout his ministry have called us continually to be connectors to others in God. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives us that coupling system, if you will, that adds the stability to hold the bricks of faith together. Those bricks that help us to be connectors. The key, though, is that we have to be willing to listen for when God calls us to this work. We have to be willing to follow the call that God places before us to be connectors. It's not always easy work. In fact, when faced with the sin and evil and atrocities that occur in our world, it can feel and be overwhelming. How can we conquer such evil? How can we stand up against all of it? When we see evil in our world, it's easy to think, what can I as one person do? The truth is, though, you're never just one person. We need to remind ourselves, as well as one another, that with God, all things are possible. And there is nowhere in this world that God will ever call you to that God hasn't already been there and always has been there. We are never alone. We are always surrounded by the love and grace of Jesus Christ. You know, I think about David standing up against Goliath. I can't even begin to imagine what he might have been feeling in some of those moments. In the end, though, he trusted God and he triumphed. 
There's a song in a Veggie Tales episode called God is Bigger Than the Boogeyman. And as sweet and simple as that can be, especially for a child, I think it's something that we need to remember too. Our God is bigger than any evil, any corruption, any hatred, any violence. And God is calling us to action, action through love. And when we work together, there's no stopping the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our praise song this morning, which I would like to invite you to please rise as you are able for, is uh, by Mercy Me, um, or at least it's their rendition of the song. It's called I Can Only Imagine. I invite you to sing along, read through the lyrics, dance if you want, run around, whatever the Holy Spirit is doing in you in that moment, but please rise. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only I can only imagine I can only imagine When that day comes And I find myself Standing in the sun I can only imagine When all I would do Is forever Forever worship you I can only imagine, yeah. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall?
can only imagine when all I would do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. Beloved children of God, hold fast to what is good. Repay no one evil for evil. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. May Almighty God, who creates all good, redeems from all evil, and hears all prayer, be with you and all people in suffering and in hope. Go and serve the Lord. Amen. Also, if also if we can get a few extra hands to help move the sign from Harvest Dinner from the roadside to the garage, that'd be appreciated. We need about four people. 